Shout out my nigga, he big on conspiracy R.I.P. Kelly, we feeling your spirit I had to put this shit up on the internet Cause I know they want to take it so serious I told a hater he don't want to listen He better go take up his ears Michelle Obama is a boy We don't Jamaica no tears Obama a gay Jiggas, I'm joking on me, I don't never be serious Palestine 99 at my nigga for real Yeah, I fuck with my peers Had to make me a channel to talk about the real Cause I know they gon' hear Palestine 99 at my nigga for real Nah, I know they gon' hear Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to The Conspiracy Castle. I am your conspiracy asshole, and tonight is such a lovely night. We got the one, the only, Angela Stanton King. She's a viral sensation. She's been kicked off every single platform ever. I mean, she's an author. She's a television personality. They consider her a far-right speaker, but let me tell you something. She's not far-right at all. She's not. That's like the last thing she is. She just knows that this wacky liberal left has gone too far, so with that, Angela, welcome to the castle. How are you doing this evening? Oh, gosh, I'm doing great now that I'm with one of my favorite people, Alex Stein. Stop, Angela. No, oh, my gosh, I can't wait. Now that you said that, I got it. I'm going to I'm going to cut that. But I don't want to I want people to get to know you first. And then I want to show this video. I even have it pulled up your viral video. My favorite oh, my video, God. Where you got when you got mad at Dr. Phil. But I want to say for the people that are playing at home, you guys don't realize Angela was a well-known, uh, they call her a Trump supporter, they call her right wing, but really she's just a, an outspoken person. She's not going to, like Joe Biden says, you're not black if you don't vote for him. So I'm saying you're still a black woman, right, Angela? Is that is that the case? Um, last time I looked in the mirror, <laughs> I was a black woman. So Joe Biden, so Joe Biden wasn't able to change your uh, your and race. I didn't vote for him, so I don't know what that means. Well, I'm telling you, I'm fanboying. You're being nice to me, but I am a real big fan of yours because Angela. A lot of times, people are just. And like, I'm telling you, I, uh, I'm in the car business. I deal with a lot of young black men and a lot of people actually in the black community are awake, but a lot of them, they don't have a political elbow. They, I mean, they don't have a political, um, mindset, which is fine. Cause there was a time in my life I didn't either. So I guess, Angela, what changed you from just kind of being, uh, uh, you know, just a normal person living your life to saying, I want to be, I want to wake people up to what's going on. What, what changed you? Um, I think it was, um, my life experience, for one, I had begun to see the difference of um, a lot living a life based on Democrat policies and, you know, being on welfare and also experienced that transition to becoming a business owner. And I learned the difference between, you know, a hand up and a handout. And then I started seeing how we had been loyal to this party for so many years. It just seemed like we weren't getting anywhere, like things were getting worse. So I started doing my research and I started learning about, you know, the, the racism and stuff behind Planned Parenthood. I started learning about how, you know, the property taxes when we were in these neighborhoods, how 
it, it, you know, low budget neighborhoods, how the property taxes were what funded the schools and why our children were failing in our schools. I started to pay attention to how there were handouts and billions and millions of dollars of taxpayer funding, you know, going overseas or to other countries when we still had people that were here that were struggling. And I think one of the things that really, really made sense to me was when I started working with President Trump on criminal justice reform. And I'll tell you why. It was because everybody was talking about family separation at the border and it had dawned on me. Well, wait a minute. You know, family separation happens right here in this border. Here I am, an American citizen that had my newborn snatched right out of my arms. And at that moment, I think I woke up and I was like, you know, wait a minute. I got to get our people to wake up and realize there is nothing wrong with saying America first or for realizing that we need to take care of ourselves, take care of our children and put the BS aside. Well, gosh, Angela, we, you, you really start off with a big topic, the abortion topic, because for me, it's just something so weird. They call it eugenics where they want to, you know, they want to kill babies. And Margaret Sanger and, and it was started by William Gates, Sr., Bill Gates, dad. What a weird connection. But tell me this in the black community, though, you know, they say, always say that they put the, you know, uh, the Planned Parenthoods in like the lower income communities or whatever, even though, though the one in Dallas is actually in kind of a nice it's in a nicer neighborhood. Actually, uh, it's just ne- it's next to the nicest mall. But this is what I'm saying. I, I know a lot of black people. I'm not trying to say there's a virtue signal. I don't know any black women that have had an abortion. So do a lot. And I, I mean, like I said, you know more black women than me, obviously. I'm just saying the black women that I know uh, usually have children in my experience. So is do you think that's purposely targeted towards black people or is it targeted towards everybody? Because you, you know better than me, obviously, Angela. Well, when we look at the numbers and we look at the population and we look at the fact that there are 900 black babies aborted each and every day. and when That's we look how many? There, 900, 900 black babies aborted every single day. And then when we look at the fact that the majority, not all of their Planned Parenthood clinics, but the majority of them are in minority areas. And we understand the fact that black people are still the minority. So if you're a smaller percentage and you're having more abortions, then, of course, by the time you look at it, numbers are saying that 46 percent of our population has been aborted since the passing of Roe v. Wade. So how are we saying black lives matter, but black lives only matter until a black woman gets pregnant? Yeah. How are we saying you know, we're we're a minority and, and, and we need to grow, but we're aborting all our votes and killing our own army. It just doesn't make any sense. No, and it really doesn't. And they say that abortion is health care, but how is that health care for the baby? I mean, how is that baby getting any health care? I mean, it's really sad. They say my body, my choice, and none of us have the same bodies as our mothers. So I don't get that either. Yeah, I mean, we really share a body. And then if you get in a car accident, somebody's pregnant, that's a double murder. So these people are just they're just so hypocritical. And I guess uh, the world we live in is just full of hypocrites. So tell us this. How did you get how did uh, Angela Stanton King? Now, I don't want to pull the clip yet. I'm kind of teasing it because this is a real emotional clip. But I'm saying, how did Angela Stanton King get on the scene? Because I found you, you know, after you'd been on the scene for a minute. But what was the the what kind of your biggest like for me? You saw my vaccine rat, you know, the goofy thing, right? Stupid thing. What was Angela Stanton King's moment in the in the limelight? Well, you know, I've had several. No, um, I know that. But I'm saying, what was the first? No, you had millions of viral videos. You're more viral than I've me. Had, but I'm saying, what, well, you, what, what? I mean, my very first viral video was the release of my first book, um, okay. 
Lies of a Real Housewife. So I'm a three times national best-selling author. So I wrote my life story and got sued by Lynn Wood and Phaedra Parks for $30 million. Wait for me. Real Housewives of Atlanta? Phaedra sued you? Shut up. I love Real Housewives. You know, I was on a Bravo show called Online Dating Rituals of the American Male. I'm saying I'm a Bravo celebrity. I'm not really. But but tell me about Phaedra's dumb ass. And she's a phony too. She's 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 as crooked as a dog's hind leg. What happened? Uh, Yeah. Tell me all about it. I went to prison behind her. That's actually how I ended up in prison and pregnant with my daughter giving birth chained to a bed with the sheriff watching all of this is tied together i'm going to send you a signed copy of the book but i got out of prison I, with a 25 dollars check and, and a bus ticket i had four children nowhere to go my mother and grandmother had both passed away all i had was my life story i write my life story she's upset because it's the truth about her she goes and hire lynn wood they come and sue me for defamation for 30 million dollars and i don't even have 30 cents so a, a young lou a rookie attorney from atlanta ends up taking my case and beating her and we ended up winning four years later then I get a reality show. I'm all over BET. And then next thing you know, I'm with Trump in the White House, passing the first step act in criminal justice reform and getting laws changed. And then I'm running for office in Georgia. And now I'm about to be trolling with you. So, hey, it never stops. Wow, Angela, you really are. Like I said this earlier, you may be Angela Stan King, but you really are the queen. I mean, you, you know, that's I'm telling you guys, this is what we want. This is what's so good about America. Or this is the America that I that I think of is that you can get you can fall down. And the best story is the comeback story. That's what we like. That's what like we rally around. And I think, Angela, you're the embodiment of that. You're the you're the from zero to hero. Somebody, you know, try to take you out. A bigger person. Phaedra Parks is on TV. She's got a bunch of money. Now, Lynn Wood's probably not a very good attorney, but I mean, he's a famous attorney. I mean, a famous attorney, but you know what I mean? I'm just saying at the end of the day, she's taking advantage of another black woman that's just trying to make it in the world over some catty bull crap. And you were able to not only defeat that and not only go to prison, get out. And then you became a, a basically a teammates with Trump, the highest guy in office. I mean, that would most people would say that was impossible, but I don't say that because Angela you know how to write. You have a lot of talent. So it'd be hard to really not notice you. You know what I mean? Because you're such a fighter. Not only that, I have the favor of God. Can we Mm -hmm. say amen? And sometimes favor can take you places that money can't. You know, I've been in places with people that people that have a whole lot of money wish they could be in, but it's just the favor. And so I think you know, we're all chosen and we have work to do. And so here we are on the battlefield and we're fighting together. I mean, hey, it, you're my teammate. Now. Hey, why do they? Why, why do they teach every kid to be an atheist? What's that all about, Angela? Why do they want to hide God so much? In your opinion, um, because God is good, and that's that constant, you know, battle between good and evil. It always happens. I mean, it's nothing new to us. We watched it ever since we were little. When we were watching cartoons, and you would see the guy with two people on the shoulder. One's the devil, and one's the angel. And somebody tell them to do something bad. Somebody tell them to do something good. It's just a balance of powers. And so we're constantly battling good versus evil, and that's what we're fighting right now. And a lot of people at home, they might not realize, but I do believe that Hillary Clinton and these people, they do some sort of satanic ritual. It's called satanic uh, SRA, satanic ritual abuse, because what they do is they take the Bible, Angela, and they invert it. I don't know how deep you go in with that, how deep you have uh, gone into it. But these people that are in power, the elites, I don't like calling them that because that that's kind of a, that's a good word in my mind is if you're an elite athlete or something. But these people that are the social engineers in charge. 
they do use the Bible and they take the Bible and they invert it, Angela. And that's what they're doing now with our children by uh, homosexualizing them at a very young age, feminizing the men, masculinizing the women, you know, this. And, and, and how do we, I mean, it really, like I said, you have family members. I have gay family members. That's how it goes. I love them just the same. But I'm saying, is, is it the system that's doing this to us? I mean, can we beat the system? Is it too late? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Is it because they call it the boiling, um, the frog in boiling water? You know, if they take an inch, we don't notice till everything's gone. So how do we change the world um, and, and kind of stop going with this atheistic, you know, homosexual mindset? Well, let's say that there's nothing new up under the sun. And this is written in the book of Ecclesiastics. And we know that all of this stuff has already been written. We know what's supposed to happen. But at the same time, we have to all maintain our position, you know, regardless of how we believe how things are going to end up, we're fighting right now. And it always has to be that battle. Someone has to stand for good. So I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen next year. I know what I hope happens in 2024, but we don't know what's going to happen. But I still have to be a voice to fight and to stand up and to say, hey, what you're doing to these children is wrong. Hey, black community, wake up. We're voting against our own interests. So there has to be a, 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 a John or a Paul or a Martin Luther King or a Malcolm X or a Trump or whatever of every generation. We never stop fighting. Yeah. And that's the problem is we're not fighting. And like you look at the gas prices now under Biden, it's almost triple of what they were under Trump. I mean, that I mean, Listen, it's, it's the controlled demolition of America, and it's happening right before our eyes. So what do you think about what's your opinion on the gas prices right now? I mean, hey, the grass, gas prices are absolutely ridiculous. But I think that what's important for us to understand, everybody, is that the year of 2020 to me was the year of 2020 vision. It was the year of revelation. I think that people are waking up. I think that this had to happen um, in order for a lot of people to realize that the Democrats are crap. And every time they're in office, something horribly bad happens. And this isn't the first time or the second time or the third time. And we are absolutely insane if we think that anything good is going to come from the Democrat Party. Are we in revelation right now, in your opinion, Angela? Absolutely. We are. Yeah. See, well, I mean, well, because listen, this is just a conspiracy theory. They sometimes they say we might be in the post tribulation. Have you heard that? Now, I don't necessarily think well, that. Let me tell you what my analogy is. I like is. your analogy. It, and this is just my analogy, and we've all got our own opinions. And my mother was a preacher and a prophet, right? So I do come from a bloodline of direct descendants. But I'll say this. When I read Revelations, and they're talking about this battle, right, in the last days of Amagadon, right? This is the battle between life and death, right? And so when I started to think about what was really on the ballot, because you remember the Democrats, their whole motto was, we're battling for the souls of this nation. We're battling for the souls of this nation. And then you know what you said about the satanic. So I'm like, oh shit, God is really going down, right? And so what was on the bat on the ballot, right? And it ballot sounds like battle, but life and death was on the ballot because these people were literally voting for babies in the womb to either live or die. So when I start comparing what's happening right now and the hatred and the way that the world is and all of the burning with the Black Lives Matter and the, the churches and the hey, it freaked me out. So I'm like, this if 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 we never experienced the last days before, this has to be it. Wow, and I think you are right. I mean, it's something <laughs> weirds going on. And and I always bring up this um, example in Genesis chapter eleven, verse nine. If you flip it 
did. That's that's talking about the, the Tower of Babel. And Nimrod was trying to build a kingdom to heaven to kill God. And what God did is he, he made us separate us all into tribes and made us speak different languages. So what they're trying to do today, they're trying to reverse engineer that plan. They want us under one government, one ruler, one language. Thank you for the super chat. I'm saying that they're trying to reverse engineer that. So that comes straight out of the Bible. So the idea that we're in Revelation, to me, it does sound accurate. Now, I don't know which part of Revelation we're in, the beginning, the end. I don't know. But do you think do you think in your lifetime you'll see the uh, the creator or you'll see Jesus come down or, or I mean I know you don't know um, that but are you in that mindset because you because you know this is the listen, thing I, I, yeah. I asked Jesus to come after I left Dr. Field said I was ready for him to come blow it up okay, now we got to share the video we're gone you know I, I just thought it was over with at that point so I've already asked Jesus to come I don't know where the rest of you are okay here let me show now now for the people playing at home I gotta show I gotta show this video oh this is a viral video let me everybody share. I'm not really like this in person okay no but no this is your just this is you speaking from the heart I think I respect this guys I think this is Angela uh, being herself and guy, I mean, you're mad. You know, these TV shows, everybody has half a brain on my show. They know that they're always trying to pull some sort of scan. They probably got you in. So where are you in this video? You're at Warner Brothers. So I'm leaving. I'm in L.A. on leaving Dr. Phil's set. I just got through recording with him. So I'm leaving. <laughs> OK, here, let's see this right now for the people. This is Angela and she's a little upset, though. Let's see. Look at her. this video don't cover your face come on you're, you're okay so listen guys i'm at paramount studios i just got through filming dr phil i don't know why you guys didn't warn me about these liberal agenda networks so basically the show was supposed to be about me and my son trying to find some type of resolution to figure out how we can fix our relationship the whole show ended up about me being a black trump supporter with conservative values okay not only that they brought on another tranny to try to tell me how to be a parent first of all sir you don't even have children you probably can't even you you don't you probably can't even have children yet you want to tell me what i need to do in regards to my child dr phil didn't offer any solution to our problem whatsoever people telling me hey Go on, Dr. Phil. He gonna help. Dr. Phil didn't offer not one solution. One to quiet me down, gave the stage to his tranny friend, let them speak in regards to the transgender issues, and did not let me have a voice. It wasn't nothing but a setup. I'm telling y'all right now, I showed my ass, okay? So when y'all see it, y'all already know I went completely in. Son, absolutely disrespectful, talking about I'm gonna die alone and all of this shit. Nigga, I'm married. I mean, I got a whole <laughs> husband. I got four other children. Angela, you got the best. You are so funny. You I really I know you're a writer, that's why you're so well spoken, but you should be a comedian too. Do you ever do any comedy or public speaking? No, you... I never do any yeah. comedy. I just do my show. Yeah, I, I know, mean, but you are so I'm... good. You're naturally so funny. Okay. <laughs> Nothing about my son's mental illness whatsoever. Everything about me. I'm the bad parent because they can't force me to believe that my son is a woman. So I'm going to tell you this. Fuck Dr. Phil. Fuck his motherfucking wife. Fuck goddamn Paramount Studios. Fuck all you other crazy, dumbass son of a bitches it. that think a dick can somehow magically turn into a pussy. It's not. 
motherfucking happening. That's the bottom line. I held it down. It was some ghetto ratchet shit, but I don't give a fuck because I'm standing on mine. At the end of the day, my son is a man. And the rest of y'all need to stand on your shit too. I don't give a fuck what label these people have by their name. Common sense is we know damn well a man cannot be a woman, okay? If you were supposed to be a woman, you wouldn't have to go and have surgery to get titties put on your breasts. You would already be born with them. If you was a woman, you wouldn't be born with a dick. You wouldn't have to go get your dick cut off. Now, I'm going to stick to common sense, okay? Listen, man, the show going to be something else. It's the white car over there in the front. The show going to be something else. Y'all forgive me. I show my ass. Gosh almighty. And they, I know you're cringing a little bit. I can see it. You know, you're beating yourself up, but you don't need to do that because that's just how, I mean, that's, that's the emotion. That's what people want. I mean, we like that. Oh my uh, God. I love that. Honestly, you know, I think, I think a lot of people like that too, but this is the thing, Angela, we, we, we kind of met because that video of me went viral at the trans, at the trans rally for kids. Now, a lot of people might not know. So I don't know how deep you want to get into your personal life. I know you're an open book, but so your son was on there because your son transitioned into a female. And so I can only imagine how difficult that is. So tell us a little bit about your experience. And I'm sure you still love your son, obviously. I mean, of course, that is my child. I mean, and I'm a mother that has cared and raised her children. I went to prison. I did two and a half years. I came home, got my children the same day. They've been with me ever since. Love them, sacrifice for them. And absolutely love him, but love my children enough to tell them the truth. And our parents loving their children enough to be honest with them. And in my mind, the reality of, of, of this mindset, because I was a parent that was invested in what my child was going through, which is why I went to college to get a degree in psychology because I wanted to study. I wanted to study to study gender dysphoria. I wanted to study uh, multiple personality disorders. I wanted to study. I just needed to know exactly what was happening. And so with my education, not only my education, but my wisdom, which comes from my life experiences, being even a parent and raising my son, you know, if you want to live your life as a woman, that's one thing, but please don't let anybody convince you that you are a woman and that leads to dismemberment, right? Because to me, that's the reality of it. And, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just want to say this. This is the difference is nowadays, even if your son wanted to wear a dress all day long, now the amount of people that have actually had the gender reassignment surgery, there used to be one clinic in Texas 20 years ago. Then there was 10 years ago, it was like four clinics. Now there's about 12 to 15, I think, gender reassignment clinics. And even you ask people in the gay community, back in the 80s and 90s, that, that wasn't, very few people actually wanted to transition. So I think what I'm trying to say is there's outside influences telling people that the person inside you is 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 not is wrong. I mean, the, you know, you're your biological self is wrong. You need to pick your sex. And and sadly, I, I think your son is is having a I think you said it's a psychological issue. It's not a biological issue. Right. And they're saying they're born in the wrong body. Well, tell that to somebody that's born deformed or somebody that's born with cerebral palsy. I mean, let's be realists here. And and if you're a mother, right, I mean, what mother wants their child to lose any part of their body? I mean, I'm a mother first. And so I think what was really disheartening for me was to hear this man who proclaims to be a doctor basically tell me what and who I gave birth to. So it's like, I'm coming here for help and you're only reconfirming what I know and you know is both psychologists allegedly, I got my degree, I don't know about his, but to be gender dysphoria. 
And so, and then to bring out, like I said on the clip, you know, another tranny just ambushed me. Like, I'm really going to sit here and listen to a man in the wig tell me about myself. Well, I, see, there I go again being defensive. I have to be careful with my words because I'm trying to be a better person and my godmother has been playing for me. So if anybody out there that I just offended, I'm sorry. But, you know, bring a, bring a mother on, someone yeah. who has actually carried a child and given birth and has experienced, you know, a child transitioning to reason with me. Don't bring somebody on that's going to try to convince my child to go, you know, live a lifestyle that I'm against. So we were all they were all enemies as far as I'm concerned at that point. Yeah, they, it's called entrapment. They get you on there. They get you on the show. I've worked in reality television. I've been on reality TV shows and that's what they want. They want to create as much conflict and emotional, uh, you know, uh, they want to just play on people's emotions. They want to see the mom mad at the son, even though you love your son no matter what. And you just don't want to see your son get gender reassignment surgery that will affect him no. later on. And, and people, the suicide rate after after that is incredibly high. It's something like like 40 to 50% of the people that have that surgery end up uh, committing suicide. So for you, you're trying to protect your son, but they don't, they, the Dr. Phil doesn't paint it like that. So why is Dr. Phil and those TV people, they're, they're evil, right? I mean, I'm not exaggerating. Hey, hey. You said it, something going on. We trying to figure out what's going on, but something going on. There is a reason why, you know, they want these men to be women. I don't know. They want these boys confused, thinking that their rectums are vaginas, and that is an issue. Yeah, I mean, and you really look at Dr. Phil. He's supposed to be a doctor, but he's not. He knows that, you know, the gender dysphoria. He knows that uh, uh, that definition or that uh, disease, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know. He but, knows. But but even but why the children though i think that's a bigger issue for me now because yeah. adults you have to let adults do what they do i mean even if we're basing it off of of religion because many of us you know are claim to be christian but you know god judges that is between god and that person but the children for me are an issue and i think that back to what you were saying this is about social affirmations right and social norms this is about society pushing something that we know is is not natural. I mean, if you've got to convince a, a, a three-year-old or somebody in pre-K, if you got to convince a five-year-old boy that he's a girl, then that's not natural. I mean, these things don't come with convincing. And at some point, we got to say enough is enough. You know, I'm all for adults having their rights. And, and I think that what, what really needs to happen and what my question is, is why is it that every they're wearing their sexuality as an identifying factor? Exactly. Why do we all, why does it matter who you have sex with? That's a private thing. And we, we have to make that your whole identity because I want to have sex why do, with you. Why, why, why do I have to recognize you? Like if we're going by just the letters in the alphabet and they're lesbian, bisexual, gay. Okay. So why do I have to acknowledge you as a lesbian? Like I'm not watching you and your girlfriend do something in the bed. And then why do you want me to acknowledge a child as a lesbian? Angel, we just got, I don't know. We really shouldn't acknowledge it like that, but I just got a hundred dollars super chat. So they, really like you from my buddy so uh, wow, yeah we're well, send me money. some lunch money I buddy I'm about, I'm about to have to give you so little i have to split that one with you okay but so yeah they, they just want us to be unnatural because i i mean really i think it even goes to they really want us this is like my conspiracy hat this is the the idea that i've been thinking about lately now with this push with the metaverse and now they're gonna have gloves that you can touch something and, and, it, and it basically simulates you know in the metaverse it'll feel just like that it, they'll be able to recreate sex not yet but they'll be able to recreate digital sex in the metaverse it'll feel like regular sex so i guess what i'm trying to say in a roundabout way is they're trying to make life so bad here on earth 
they're trying to make you feel like you're not the real person you are so that when you plug into that pod, when you go into the pod and you wear the headset, you can be a trans or you can be, you know, a seven foot tall NBA player, whatever you always wanted. You know, you can be the professional athlete because people's life will be so bad here. They'll want to go plug into that fake world. So what do you think about the metaverse and all that? So, Alex, isn't that why they call it virtual reality? Yeah, I mean, that, we yeah. have to think about it. They, they, you know, one of the, one of their things is they they have to confess what they're doing. And we just really are going to get into it. I mean, revelation they, of the method. No, let's get deep. No, they have they to. They have yeah. to confess what they're doing. Virtual reality, Planned Parenthood, Parenthood plan. You understand? What? They always switch the words up. Even when you were talking about, you know, how they they take things and they turn it around. Isn't that what the enemy has always done? Because I remember when I was a little girl, the rainbow represented God's promise to never flood the earth again. Yeah, the rainbow okay? was a good thing. I mean, yeah. I, I, I know. I, re, I, I remember the cross being set up right. Now they taking it and turned it upside down. I remember man being one of God's greatest creations. The enemy always wants to destroy anything and everything that God ever created. Now he's on man. You've come for everything else. Now we're dealing with man. You see, in the word it says that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So kill what? Well, kill our children right in the womb. Destroy right. Steal what? Steal their identities. If, if, if I steal your identity, if you don't know who you are, that means I can tell you anything and you believe it. If you don't have a name, I can say A, and you'll turn around and look. I can say B. You don't know who you are, right? And destroy what? Destroy us as a people. So we're killing our babies in the womb, stealing the identities of our children, destroying ourselves as a people, as a nation. That's all the enemy is about. He said he was battling for the souls of this nation. I don't know. I was just listening. Wow. And that's even, we got another $100 super chat. They said, Alex, you keep that one and give this one to Angela. So, Angela, I got so Angela, I got to give, but uh, YouTube takes a little bit out. So, I'll be sending you 80 bucks, Angela, after the thing. I know that, that's just YouTube taxing me. So, do people, oh, Alex, you're cheap. You're like, listen, Angela and I are going to be creating a bunch of content. We said that at the beginning, Angela, I'm, I'm, and you're in Atlanta, correct? Is that correct, Angela? I'm in Atlanta, but I can fly anywhere. That's what I'm saying. We're, we're both, and I'm in Dallas, and we're gonna we're gonna collaborate because, like I said, they're trying to transition these children. They're trying to no. do all this all this crazy stuff. That there's gonna be so many opportunities for us to go out there, and, and we're just trying to wake some people up. But Angela, what about this? You're awake. You know, like the bad stuff's going on in the world. For me, when I started my channel, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna create content, and wake people up. People don't like that. That's when I started to realize, oh, you got to use comedy to wake them up. So I guess in your everyday life, Angela, because you're a well-spoken woman, you're an articulate, how do you wake people up? And what's what? I guess what's the best tactic you've seen in your life to wake other people up that are you know dead asleep to what's going on? Staying persistent. Staying persistent and genuine. Mm-hmm. I think that's what people love about me. Yes. They love the fact that I'm genuine, and that's why I have so much support. They love the fact that I'm genuine, and they love the fact that I stay persistent. Um, and I think that's what we have to do. And you cannot get discouraged because that's what the enemy wants. He wants us to believe. Like, we have to come to the to the understanding that there are more of us than them. Because at the end of the day, every person in the LGBTQ community came from heterosexuality. 
mm-hmm. we created them. <laughs> Duh. Okay? Yeah, they, yeah. There yeah. is no way, yeah. right? Would that and 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 and, and it was, Adam and Eve, reality. not Adam and Steve. Go ahead. Sorry. I mean, that's just you know. That's, I mean, we're just. It, it, this is reality, and this is not to hurt anyone's feelings because we have to begin to tell the truth. Yeah. And the truth is that two men cannot create a baby. I mean, it takes a a a a, a, a wee wee and a vajayjay. You well, know, not Pete Buttigieg. Uh, Pete whatever. Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg is breastfeeding right now, Angela. What do you think about that? He took out, he's got one of the highest transportation secretary and he took off two weeks to breastfeed his adopted son. I mean, what kind of nonsense is that? So, so what, if not nonsense, let's call it what it is and say it's perversion because I, I don't want no baby sucking on my titty if ain't nothing coming out. <laughs> and that's just the bottom line. A baby looking for milk. A baby is not looking for pleasure. A baby ain't looking to taste or none of that. A baby is hungry and wants some milk. If you got a hungry baby sucking on your nipple and ain't nothing coming out of it, the only person getting something out of it is you. Okay, so my friend just had a baby, and he said the formula is the worst thing for it. It's got to be breast milk. Is that true? Have you heard that, Angela? I don't know. I mean, about if, if I would have to just think, right, just off of common sense, because we've got to go back to common sense. And every animal, right, in this kingdom, they feed their baby from their breasts. Why in the hell are we the only ones not feeding our babies from our breasts? And why are they teaching our young girls to transition at a young age and cut their breasts off so they can't even feed their babies once they come back to their right mind? I mean, it's a trap. No, I know. And it's a good question. I mean, it's a trap. And these people can't even see it. That's what I don't understand. And like like I said, if you're gay, we're not anti-gay. I'm not anti-trans if you're an adult. But it's our children. They attack our children. They're the most vulnerable. It's a lot of what's happened with the pandemic. You know, the kids are taking it. Uh, you know, they're the ones that are getting affected by it the most. The nonverbal communication by keeping everybody in mass, you just it makes it harder to communicate with each other. Man, no, not just that. I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, but go ahead. Did you see the other video that went viral about me when I was down at the club in Miami and they had the two little kids stripping on the stage at the Palace Bar in the drag queen? Yeah, club? I remember that. I remember that. Uh, so, uh, is that you YouTube up, friendly? Should I find it? Hold on. Yeah, it's okay. all over the place. Yeah. It's even they even did it. They ran it on the local Channel Ten News down there, and they tried to make it, it seem Palace like. Bar. I, Let me pull it up. But, but listen, and and the children being able to read this up. When I'm sitting there freaking out. Because they have these children on this stage, I'm realizing these kids have masks on, and I can't even see their face. So when they talk about children being kidnapped and human trafficking and all of that stuff, children being forced to wear masks on a strip stage at 12 o'clock at night. Play the clip, Alex. Let me play it. I know. This is ridiculous. Okay, guys, you guys got to see this clip. It's unreal. I got it pulled up. Let me pull it up so you guys can see it right here. Okay. And let me right here and make it big. All right, guys, check this out. Let's just pause this real quick. What are these kids doing here anyway? I mean, what kind of parent would let their kids go? Now, go ahead. Sorry. First of all, let's say that in order for me to get into this establishment, I had to show my ID. Let's start there. <laughs> let's start with the fact that they wouldn't even let me in without showing my identification. Let's then let's go with the fact that the one that you see there guiding the children 
had just gotten off stage with two other men dressed in drag and they had a whole half-dressed orgy section where they were dry humping each other in the mouth, okay? Uh, now, the other two men go off stage and then these two bust out of the back from somewhere. I don't know if these are little boys with wigs on or what the hell is going on. But I mean, they're not supposed to be at a nightclub in Miami Look or at LA. That with shoes. The shoes are too big. They don't even fit. And it's just weird that they're in there because, you know, they're in some back room with these people doing something weird. And like these kids probably are they're influenced by adults. So they're they're just so easily influenced. They'll do whatever they think is cool. You know what I mean? And, and, and the big guy right there with the big hair. Look at the little girl. She picks up the money. He takes the money from her and puts it in his bra. Look, you see it? Wow. Yeah, I see that. Ratchet. I mean, this is really ratchet. This is weird that they're using these parading these kids around like this, and they just think that they have the moral superiority. I mean, these people think that they and are. Tell them to strut and pose. Hey, let's hear. Let's let's turn on the volume. Let's watch it with this. Look. Like it, Angela. They know they're not even having fun. You know what I mean? Look at this shit. Look at this shit. And fucking throwing money at these little girls. With the money. Got them picking up fucking money off the floor like they fucking strippers and shit now. Wow, those kids are scared to death. Your first, Your first 20, 20 as a drag queen? In a drag. Come America on. has fallen. <laughs> they said Babylon has fallen. America has fallen. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. For God's sake, these are children. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, this video is just, I mean, I don't even want to keep watching. It's just so. Call the police. I call the manager. They tell me it's a civil issue. It's not a criminal issue. <laughs> call the managers. <laughs> right. It is, I mean, but that, for those parents, it should be a criminal issue. I mean, I, like I said, I keep saying this. I mean, they just take advantage of these children. They're so impressionable. A kid will do anything an adult tells them to do. So they might. Oh, here's your first 20 as a drag queen. Oh, well, then can I go make more money? That's what my mom and dad, they make money. I mean, they're using like this one thing that we, you know, so important to everybody to trick them into starting around like they're a bunch of strippers. And a man can't, you can't bring your son to Atlanta and take him to Magic City, but you can take him to, to the gay bar to see a man with some, some tits and, 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 and with a G-string up his butt. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, uh. Dude, I mean, so sorry, I didn't mean to call you dude. I was responding to a text message somebody sent me. But I mean, seriously, Angel, you're a beautiful lady. My buddy Brandon sent me. He has my SD card. I would never call you dude. Uh, um, but seriously, if, if a guy's out there with a G-string in his butt, this and that, it just it has a different connotation. But they do it with children, and people think it's cute and funny. And we're getting to where we really – where it's not cute and funny anymore. I mean, it's really not because I love to joke around. You like to joke around. You have a sense of humor. But see, this isn't funny. This is like – uh, evil and satanic, like I'm saying. I mean, it really is. 
I mean, anytime you want to try to convince a child that, 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 that they should be thinking about, you know, sex or anytime, first of all, we shouldn't even be putting children in, in, in sex in the same sentence, especially not children and, and bisexual or children and lesbian or children and queer or children. Anytime I hear LGBTQ children, it makes my skin crawl because how are you, like, how do you look at a kid and be like, oh, uh, she's bisexual? What, how does that? It, it shouldn't even come out. How does that work? And it's before puberty. I mean, they even haven't matured. I mean, you don't even really know what you like yet. I mean, it's- listen, Alex, can you imagine being a, a seven, eight or nine year old boy and thinking that you're gay because it's just cool and what all the kids are doing and everything you see on TV. And then you try gay sex when you're about 19 or something and realize you were never gay at all. You don't even like that it. Happens. That kids happens. can't even take a thermometer up the butt when they get a fever. <laughs> no, I mean, there's actually kids that said their parents, they were embarrassed. There's videos on TikTok, Angela. And, and I have the link to Angela's TikTok. Everybody go follow it because Angela's big on TikTok right now. She's She's not getting censored there. But what I'm saying is, no, that, that that that's like a real thing where kids realize at one point they said they were bisexual to get uh, attention from their parents and they realize they weren't. They realize they were heterosexual and they're they're kind of embarrassed that they said that. So, I mean, it's just it's a lot of brainwashing. It's a lot of mental gymnastics. We shouldn't be talking to kids about this stuff, especially not before puberty. But they're trying to get them on puberty blockers. As a matter of fact, you look at Jen Psaki. Today, you know, they're asking her about it. And she said, oh, well, the new Florida don't say gay bill, which doesn't even have the word gay in there. It says not to talk about heterosexual sex as well. She says that's discriminatory and that there's going to be eight year old kids that are that are treated wrong because of this bill. We shouldn't even be talking about this sexual stuff with children that young. What? I mean, we're just it's it's insane. I mean, just be serious. None of us growing up as kids worried about whether or not we were boys or girls. Like I was a tomboy. I grew up with my brother and a bunch of cousins and I wanted to play football and I dressed like a boy, even sometimes looked like a boy. But my mother and nobody was trying to convince me that I was a boy or trying to convince me to take hormone blockers. And guess what? I figured it out on my own. Like this isn't something that we need to be teaching children because once you open Pandora's box, you can't even close it. So instead of teaching LGBTQ or gender identity to children that are in pre-K through third grade, we're talking about how old are you in third grade? What, seven, eight years old? Like, we're not even at home talking to our children about home heterosexual sex at that age. No, it's the it's the parents. It's the parents. Because listen, I, when I was a kid, I used to love Peter Pan. And this is how strict my mom was. And she was right. You know, Peter Pan had like the belt around his waist. So it kind of looked like a skirt. My mom said I, I, she wouldn't even let me wear a Peter Pan costume because that was a little trans. I remember I wanted to dress up as Peter Pan. Mom was like, no, that's too feminine, which is good. I'm just kind of happy my mom did that. I, but these parents, instead of like having common sense like that, they were encouraging it. Which is Listen, that's when, my, when I was seven years old, I thought that babies came from a damn stork that rung the doorbell <laughs> and brought them wrapped up inside of a bag. Like they want our kids to know how to make the baby, what else to do to get the baby, how you can't make the baby, all the different type of ways to do it, to like it, to stick it, to get it. To oh no, they got it pornographic books. They got books. They want books that have sex all in the books for children. And the, the required reading will be a book about how a girl, you know, found her sexuality at summer camp and had sex. Listen, with I mean, it sounds like it's a hey, listen. Sounds weird to me. <laughs> sounds weird is right. <laughs> you know, I really, really appreciate, you know, your sense of like 
you're just a breath of fresh air. And I think that's why Donald Trump liked you. That's why everybody liked you so much. And so I guess, you know, when we talk about the future, you and I are going to start trolling people and getting after and waking people up. I'm really, I can't wait to create more content with you other than this show. We're going to really dominate it. But I guess what I'm trying to say at the end of the day, Angela Stanton King, you know, she, she, people have come, come after her. People are trying to take her down. The technocracy, everybody's come after her. Has it made you a stronger person now, Angela, than you were, you know, two years ago? Um, absolutely. Um, I think I was kind of built for this. You, but you, you can't stop. You've got to keep going, and only the strong will survive. And I think that quitters, you know, never win. And, and we're in this to win this. And and we've got an entire generation that's dependent on us. And I think that, you know, Alex, when we get our age and, you know, we've lived life and done all that we want to do at some point, it's more about passion and it's more about making a difference. And that's where I'm at in life. I'm, I'm, I really, really, really want to make a difference and, and leave a legacy of, of, of critical thinkers behind that can do something to, to impact this nation and just make this a better place. And you really are doing that. I mean, as an author, I guess, how did you, how did you get the audacity to write your first book? Cause I know that's nerve wracking. You know, I want to write a book and uh, um, tell me about it. I was it. sitting in prison. Um, I wrote yeah, my first book when I was in prison, not only the time, but I had to stay sane because when I was in prison, remember they, they had taken my baby away from me. My mother had died of a massive heart attack. My grandmother died six months later. Oh. I had to stay sane. So I walked around prison every single day with a pen and a pad interviewing the women that were in prison with me because I wanted to know their stories because I knew that nobody just tripped over a rock and lands in prison. That something had to happen to kind of like put you on that path, whether you were abused or whether, you know, you were exposed to something. And I just wanted the stories of different women. And so I walked around prison every single day gathering their stories. And when I got out, I published that book. And then God told me, he said, now write your story. And that was the story that I wrote. It ended up making national best-selling author because Sager and Linwood sued me. That's the amazing thing about it. Like nobody <laughs> even knew that's how God works. Like yeah. nobody even knew the book or the story existed until these two big so-called big shots wanted to sue me. And everybody was like, okay, well, we got to get this book. And so it went bestseller that time. And then her husband ended up getting locked up with the young lady who had the same story as mine. Yeah. So I went bestseller. That was the second time. And then it went to bestseller again a third time when we won the case. So God says, "Hey, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm." And when he closed, watch out. when he closed the door, he opened one up for you. Okay, but this is another thing. I, you know, all the right wing people say, and and I'm I'm different on this. My family were in the bail bond business. My dad has been getting people out of jail, so I'm very familiar with the legal system. And I do believe in systemic racism. I do believe that they are using our criminal justice system with the nonviolent uh, drug offenders. A lot of them African American black males. No. Uh, um, you know, don't deserve to be in jail for you know small crimes that a lot of white people end up getting probation for that's just the stats people say oh systemic racism well the same amount of white people and black people charged for the same crime and more black people go to jail that seems like a disparity so but this is my this is my question though how do we stop the black community from being a victim because you're not a victim and you've been to jail you've been persecuted and, and you don't come across as a victim at all you come across as a champion how do we get people to not to quit being a victim because they are victimhood there is a reason to be mad i do believe the system is is pitted against black people i'm not trying to virtue signal i do and i'm not saying that it, that black people can't succeed i'm saying it is a little it's a little more challenging but how do we get that mindset that victim mindset to go away 
Well, the victim mindset comes through the miscommunication in the media. Remember, the stories and the voices like mine are the ones that are suppressed. And these are the ones that they need to hear. And they need to hear these voices because not only am I a voice, but I'm an example of, of what can happen if you believe and if you're persistent and in, in, in making something out of your life. But they want us to hear from people that are telling us that abortion is health care and that we need welfare and that, you know, Joe Biden is the best thing that ever happened. And we know that the reason why there are those disparities is because of that 94 crime bill. And Joe Biden has had a chance to do something about it. And he absolutely refuses that. So. I think that what we have to do is get behind more genuine people. There are so many times that in the Republican Party, we support people that are polished. But although they are polished and they look good and they sound good, they're not genuine and people can see that. And so until we get behind people that have the, the power to really make a change and an impact, then we're going to continue to suffer um, the consequences. So we, we need to all get behind each other, man, and find those people that's out here really in the community doing the work that are really genuine. And those are the stories that we need to blow up and the people that we need to support. No, you're right, because even the people on the right, they're, you know, they're rhinos, they're Republican in name only. And I'm not I'm not some Republican. I'm, I mean, there's some conservative issues that I, you know, but I'm also pretty liberal on some other stuff. I actually, you know, I think we right. do need social services. I do want to help people that, that have issues. Right. So this is the thing. Thing is both sides will pee on us and tell us it's raining. I mean, and if they get in power, they're never going to tell us the truth. And I think that's why Trump at least resonated with so many people is at least even though I'm sure stuff he didn't tell us the truth. He, he seems more honest, more genuine, more himself um, than other politicians. And I guess that's probably why you vibed with Trump, not because you were some conservative because you like Trump. Is that is that is that a correct analysis? Um, It was his policies more so for me. And that's what I kind of tell people in my community all the time. Like we can't, we no longer vote for people because voting for people is what got us stuck with Obama, right? We liked Obama or we voted for Obama because he was black or we liked the way that he sounded just like the same thing with Joe Biden. So we have to pay attention to policies. And for me, it was his policies because I'm a pro-life advocate and I know what abortion has done to the black community. And I know how they've sold us this lie to basically trick us into sacrificing our children, making us believe that if we want to be successful, that we need to have an abortion. And what if Martin Luther King Jr.'s mother was thinking that when she got pregnant with him? <laughs> wow. I mean, I know. So we've got to change the mindset of the people. And you talked about the Biden, the 94 crime bill, that we're still seeing the repercussions, but then we don't even mention Kamala Harris, the three strikes were people that, you know, on their third time, they had a misdemeanor that could have been a felony, could have been a misdemeanor, and they charged them with a felony because they wanted to make that bill look good, and they put people in jail for life. There's a guy that stole a pizza from a delivery driver out of his car, got a life sentence. Uh, so what do you think about Kamala Harris? I mean, she's not a good representation for the black community, in my opinion. I mean, I, I try to get the black community to, to just wake up and use common sense. Kamala Harris had to suspend her campaign because she had absolutely no support. How in the world she made it to vice president? Somebody please tell me. Kamala Harris has a has a history of, of being a prosecutor and prosecuting black and brown people and sending them to prison, not setting them free. So I mean we until we begin to wake up and I think that when we're talking about restoration or reuniting families, then that starts with all of the families that were separated by mass incarceration. I've served time with women in prison um, on the three strikes you're out serving life sentences for forgery because yeah. they did it once, did it twice, check, did it again. Check, yeah. 
And you know what I'm saying? Another young man, Stat Frazier, they got out of prison on the first step back, signed by Donald Trump, that served 25 years for crack cocaine. He had a life sentence for crack cocaine. And now you got Joe Biden giving out free crack pipes, man. He's <laughs> it. I'm tired of this. I know. I mean, it's I'm so sick and tired of it. And there's, <sighs> there's a good football player. He died, Demarius Thomas, but his mom was in jail and Trump got her out, you know, on, on kind of a, a bad drug deal. And a woman, was it a life sentence because they were selling drugs out of her apartment, too? And another woman that Trump got out. So listen, I'm not saying Trump's a saint, but I mean, he he's done more, I think, uh, than Biden has. I mean, just two old white guys. I think Trump has been better for the. If I'm just comparing apples to apples, I just think he's done more for the black community. But I'm not a black man, so I really can't speak too much on it. But what do you think about this? So when, when Joe Biden says, Kentonji Jackson Brown, we want a black woman in the Supreme Court, which I, would, I don't mind a black woman, but doesn't it take away from her if you're Kentonji does it take away when you're Kentaji and you get picked because of your color or, or do you think she doesn't even look at it like that? You know, what's so crazy for me is they always say, choose, pick black, pick black. And then when you look at these people, they're always married to somebody white. Uh, Lori Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot. She won't even let. She won't even let a white person interview, and she's married to a white woman. She said, "Oh, I don't want to be interviewed by white people. I don't like white people." Yeah, you're married to a white woman. You go to bed. This is Lori Lightfoot. Not only that, the founder of Black Lives Matter is married to a white trans man. Not only that, Don Lemon told us that the biggest threat to America was a white man, and he sleeps with the white man every night. They really can shove it. I'm sick and tired of their virtue signaling. They're always telling us to choose black. None of them choose black. It makes no sense for us to to, to vote for someone that's going to vote for future generations to die. Like I don't, I voting and pushing, you know, extreme abortion laws and gender identity for our children, things that that stun our growth and our population. Like I just can't get on board and support. Like I just, I, I, I can't do the Democrat Party. I just. It's 60 years of dedication, and right now they talk about transitioning our children. This makes absolutely no sense. Transitioning our children and aborting full-term babies. Like, if that's not satanic, if that's not evil, what is? Yeah, I mean, if that's not evil, what is? I mean, gosh, you know, we've talked about so much tonight, and guys, we got we got about you know about ten minutes left on the show, and I just want to say, you know, like I keep on kissing your butt, Angela, because I, I like you really are. What I'm saying, you are a diamond. You know what I mean? You're you're like a unique thing. You're you're a precious material because there's not enough people like you that aren't afraid to go against the status quo. And what I try to tell people, we got to be unapologetically ourselves. They don't want to, you know, and, and you do that. You don't apologize for the. I mean, you know, in a nice way, I guess you've apologized a little bit tonight but you know what i mean really you don't apologize for anything and people need to be like that angela so how do we start becoming unapologetically ourselves like you angela um man it's it's i don't know if you could start it it's kind of got to be something that's in you you know this has to be in you not on you but i think that the more they see people like me the more they see people like you the more they see people like trump we're able to wake up the lions and then the lions will go wake up the sheep you know it's all about that inspiration so you never know how many people i inspire how many people you inspire how many people trump even somebody like trump is inspired like you said none of us are saints i'm not a saint i haven't been perfect in all my life but you know in this day and age god is going to use us to do things that need to be done and could you imagine if none of us were bold enough to say anything 
it, isn't it wonderful that at least some of us are willing to speak up to these issues because we're raising awareness. So we're all needed for this time. And that word is a perfect word to describe you. Boldness, bold. You're such a bold human being. I know this is the Kiss Angela Stanton's butt hour, but man, your boldness is, it's its magnetic. Like I feel more bold. I feel emboldened talking to you. I feel like I can walk around and I can actually wake more people up because I have somebody on my team like you that makes me feel more powerful. So that's the people at home. You're like, why does it matter? You know, how can I affect change? Well, guys, Angela, you know, she has her own show. She has her own social media following. She goes out there. She's an author. She's actually doing it. She's putting in the time and the labor. Shay Shay TK, a $50 super Love chat. Love you, Alex Hart. Thank you. Angela, I love you too. you're she, awesome. She says, Angela, you're awesome. You are awesome. But I'm saying, Thank guys, you. you guys can do this too. You can take a page out of Angela. You don't have to be like us. You can be your totally different person. Angela and I are totally different people, but we both have the same ideas. We both want to make the world a better place because we see there's people, there's social engineers, there's satanic uh, led people that are trying to really make our lives horrible. So you guys out there, it starts with you. This isn't some motivational hour, but guys, Angela was in jail. She could have had had her kid taken. She couldn't have been had. She could have been down like in a football game. She was down by a hundred points at halftime, and she came back. Why? Because she said it earlier. Quitters never win. She didn't quit. Can so- I tell you guys something about that kid that I had chained to a bed, born in a prison? She has been accepted into Harvard on a full scholarship, Shut the number up! one school. So your in daughter the is going to Harvard. My Harvard. baby is going to Harvard, the wow. number one school in the country See, on a full ride. That's God too. I'm not. I'm not kidding. That is that is the creator. Because listen, that is something special. That is something we should apply. Now I'm going to be honest. I kind of hate college, even though I got a college degree. But man, this opportunity for her is going to open up so many doors. And why? Because she started off the worst way possible guys as a baby there couldn't be a worse place to be born than with some sheriff looking at your mom's uterus and all the negative stuff that goes in that getting taken to a foster care and that is a story that's what you have to realize i'm saying everybody here has a reason they can complain and quit i guarantee everybody has a a reason why you can lay it down and say i quit i don't want to try but angela what she did she didn't she didn't accept that and now her daughter didn't accept that. And look at it. She's in the hardest school in the entire world. So, Angela, that must make you feel like a million dollars, does it not? Makes me feel like a million dollars. You know, a lot of people, a lot of women who have their babies in prison, they do end up going to foster care if they don't have family. Luckily for me, I did have family which were able to keep her until I came home and I got her back. But it just goes to show how something beautiful can come from an ugly situation. And that's why we all have to stay encouraged because I I would have never knew that 15 years later that God would use that story to inspire a president to change the law. Giving birth to that baby in that prison changed the law. And that is something that is so impactful. So that's why none of us can give up. You just never know what God is doing. You might not see it right now, but it'll reveal itself later on. So don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Listen, if Alex can show up at a college with all of them demons and kickover signs, you can too. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you made me feel so good. I'm telling you, I feel like a million bucks talking to you, Angela. And I didn't realize your daughter is going to Harvard like that. And I mean, guys, it's just, it, you would, none of us, I would never thought I could have gone to Harvard. And you know what? Your daughter didn't have that mindset. She didn't have that. And she got there. So- and guess what? It, it, it wasn't taught CRT. 
I never taught her that. Listen, never taught her that. Well, that's a scam, too. That's a scam, too. You know, they said one of the things on CRT is that uh, uh, some black families complained because one of the questions was, if the bus is here at 8.15 and the other bus is coming here, what's the time difference? And they said, oh, well, that's racial because black people ride the bus. I'm saying, so this is nonsense, guys. This is this this CRT, all this stuff. We know slavery is real, and, and but I wasn't a slave owner. I mean, I, I shouldn't have right. to be, you know, you shouldn't hit, call me a slave owner. But at the same time, we do need to know our history because the history is written. They, they call it his story. It's history is written by the winner. So I don't believe we get the real history of our world. So this CRT is just another example of them trying to change history. So it fits their narrative. So they can use it to socially engineer our children to either be trans, gay, you know, confused, depressed. And then this is what it, this is what it is. Angela. They want us in a constant state of fight or flight. So so when we're nervous, when we're scared, we can only see an inch in front of our face. So we just listen and we follow orders. So we got to get out of that order following. You got to be like Angel. We got to be unapologetically ourselves and not quit. I mean, gosh, this is just such a great story, uh, Angela. And, and I know you're going to inspire way more people. And you know what's going to happen? You and I are going to be dead and gone, and your daughter's going to be president of the United States. Hopefully it happens in our lifetime. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I hope yep. it does. And I know you're going to live for a long time. I'm just saying, your daughter has endless possibilities because of this. And, and people are going to say, oh, you were on the Dr. Phil show. She was mad at her son. Oh, this and that. Guys, it happens. There's a lot of people that, you know, you have relationship – life's not perfect there's a lot of people when my mom passed away i can't tell you how many people message me maybe i should call my mom i hadn't talked to her in six years you know this and that so what i'm saying is i'm realizing that family's not perfect all right so listen, nobody's, nobody's perfect. perfect so that's why people i'm trying to i guess the point i want to make is this you might say oh i come from a broken home i can't fix this i can't do that if angela can do it you can do it. If if I can go through, you know, I had issues with my mother and I worked in things out because, you know, she had some drug and alcohol issues when I was in high school. And then later on, when I got out of college, my mom got clean and she became my best friend. So I'm saying I didn't come from some great, you know, happy home. I didn't, you know, I had a mom that was, you know, pretty messed up for a lot of my childhood and we were able to rectify that. So guys, I just want to use my example, really mainly use Angela's example because she's really a shining star of it doesn't matter what happens to you. You cannot quit. You got to keep fighting and Angela's a fighter. So Angela, what do you want to leave the people with? Man, this is such a great episode. This is one of my favorite episodes I've ever done in the Conspiracy Castle. I want to tell everybody to make sure they go subscribe to the AskShow.com. I have some of the greatest guests on the show. Alex Stein is also coming on the show as well. Mm -hmm. Listen, and you guys can look for us coming soon to a city near you. Man, we're going to troll these people. (laughs) Make it make sense and we're just asking. That's Angel. it for me. Wow, Angel, <laughs> you and me as a teammates, nobody's going to be able to stop us. And I'm not just, I'm not blowing smoke. Like, I'm crazy enough, you're crazy enough, and we're just smart enough to actually do some. I think. Uh, we can rub our two Let's brain cells together. I can't wait. Well, well, I have a crush on you, and everybody has a crush on you in, in the thing. Let me read the Super Chats before we go. We got a lot of them. So, Shay Shay TK, 50 bucks. Thank you so much. And then we got uh, Yo uh, J-I-N-Z-O, I don't even know how to pronounce that, $8 from Australia. Yeah, they love you. Uh, uh, and then another $10, local enterprise broadcasting set, two, uh, $10. There is definitely more of us than them. If that wasn't true, they wouldn't be pushing as much propaganda. And that's one of the best things you said, Andrew, is we have the, we have the numbers, but people don't realize that. They think that they, the government can just control us, yet we have all the power, but they take it from us. So that was really beautiful. And then another $50 super chat from Keith. $20 from Melanie Moran. And then my boy, Oliver, uh, Matt, he sent $200. And Chris Woodward, $3. KB, a dollar. And Fat Planet, $10. So I'm rich. We got a lot of money. I'm about to get Angela's <laughs> cash app. 
I'm about to send her some money. So, guys, thank you for our support and go follow the Ask. What is the website again, uh, Angela? For your uh, the AskShow.com. The AskShow.com, and also go to Angela's in the link in the description of the TikTok. Go follow her on TikTok and please go say how much you like Angela. I would appreciate that for me. Go say something nice here. I know Angela would appreciate that because she's a high vibrational woman. We're high vibrational. They want to keep us in a low vibrational state so they can control us. So our vibrational energy, when you support us, we're going to help spread that vibrational energy. So, man, I really enjoyed you, Angela. You're like my new best friend, guys. And be on the lookout. Nobody's going to stop. This is the dream team. Angela, Stan King, and Primetime 99, Alex Stein. I mean. It's going down, baby. Get ready. It's going down. (laughs) All right. Peace, guys. Thank you.